Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird, and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Let's get into it. Last night, the triumphant return of Ja Morant from his 25-game suspension. After missing nearly a third of the season, he returned last night in New Orleans and had just an absolutely electric performance. It was great. It's everything Grizzly fans and really NBA fans could have hoped for. You know, there was concern for ice from my end of things. I was worried about like, uh, would it be kind of rusty? Kind of see, you know, some kind of minutes restriction. But, you know, he played 35 minutes and had 34 points, including the game winner. As we know, by now, last he's, uh, his suspension was because of last year. He had some Instagram Live or TikTok Live, whichever platform it was, where, you know, he brandished a gun a couple times. And that really, you know, it's <laughs> NBA is not cool with that, obviously. The first time, I believe, it was in Denver in a either a bar or a strip, uh, strip club. I'm not sure which one it was. I forget what it was. Something Willie's or whatever. But yeah, it was after his away game. So the concern with uh, him showing a gun there was the, the question of, well, did he bring his own gun on a, on the team plane out there, which is a huge, huge no-no for them. Then of course, after that, he had a couple game suspension. They sent him down the Florida relief to us to do some kind of inpatient counseling thing that's supposed to be like a an intensive thing, you know, like months of work, you know, to see results. But he was there for I believe less than a week before returning to practice and the playing. And not a lot of time later, he had that second incident where his buddy was recording and caught him on camera, flashed it, and immediately tried to hide it. But it was just like ah, you know, and they were job I believe he was saying you know it was a fake gun or something but it was kind of like ah you know you shouldn't be you know after you have one incident you shouldn't be messing around with any gun real or not you should be trying to put it behind you but you know he got caught and they laid the smack down on him for that you know and yeah he served his time he's back had a great great game mostly a great second half I believe he had seven points in the first half then he got all the rest in that second half where you know, they were down by over 20 points in the first half, but then John Moran and the rest of Grizzlies stepped it up and just blew back. And, man, it was exciting to watch. You know, and it's a, you know, it sparks the the debate once again, you know, Job or Zion, you know, what was the right choice in the number one pick that year? They both came out of the draft. And, you know, it's, it's you know, to a degree – you know, it's tough to say, you know, I guess we got all the, we got a lot of information now. So it's kind of, you can kind of say easier, oh, they should have, they should have took Jal over Zion because Zion's missed so much time and it's still kind of uncertain. And John Morant's obviously been just a elite level star. But, you know, you got to, you know, you can't always, when you really look at it, you got to look at what they had back then when they were looking at the pick. And obviously Zion was seen as a generational talent, you know, definitely a future MVP and realistically he still has all that firepower. I mean, he's, he's been back and he's playing really well. 
you know, they keep, they keep talking about his weight and stuff. And you kind of, it's, it's tough. Cause I mean, he's out there, he's producing. I mean, he's consistent, you know, he just, he's missed so much time with injuries, but he looks healthy now. He's played most of the season so far. Granted, we're 25, 26 games in now. So take that as you will. But I mean, Zion still, he's got all the, all the tools still that you'd want and you expect from him. I mean, he's, yeah, he still has that MVP level talent that we're seeing. Uh, pretty much, you know, across the board, there's a little bit of mixed reviews from people in the media. You know, everyone, of course, praised him for his performance. It was great. But really kind of, though, kind of threw some, you know, drew some lines in the sand for people. It was after the game, he was caught running off the court saying, you know, I got receipts, which is, you know, you know common thing people say, you know, the past couple of years, meaning, you know, that like, in, I guess in general terms, like, Hey, like he's got, you know, he knows who was saying stuff about him. He's got the receipts for that. Like he knows who they are. So that's, yeah. Probably didn't do a good job describing that, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, he says that and some people, you know, they said it was good. They kind of, he was asked about in the press conference, but left it pretty wide open you know, just like Jalen Hurts did with his comments. You know, when you leave it vague, you let people, you know, run with it left or right, down the center, up in the air, and they people will pull this apart and overanalyze it all they want. And, you know, some people have even said kind of made the point of saying, hey, does, does Ja Morant really think, does he perhaps think he was kind of wronged in this, uh, for the suspension? Like he's the, he's playing like kind of like a victim mentality about like how like he, he it was wrong for him to be suspended and that's kind of an interesting take and you know it's you kind of wonder that because i mean i know after the first suspension i believe it was him and his father or it might have just been his father with his couple shirts where it was a, a shirt i believe it said retribution on it or something like that after the first suspension so it's kind of like oh it doesn't seem to be taking it that seriously so you got to wonder, you know, how serious some people take suspensions, especially, I, mean, I guess it's a long one, nearly a third of the season. But, you know, I guess you, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it eventually kind of come out came out that he, you know, disagreed with the suspension or really didn't see that he did anything wrong, you know. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, I guess it kind of matters what he thinks, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if he actually thinks he was wrong or not. It just matters that he doesn't do it again. And, you know, but, you know, so after the first game, he, you know, yelled that. And you'd kind of hope that he would kind of just like, you know, rest of the season kind of just lay low, you know, just, you know, play the game, press conferences, you know, just, you know, do the old political talking points just boom 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 get out of there but you know i guess that but then again i guess that wouldn't you wouldn't he wouldn't be john ja morant if he wasn't you know being himself you know at least he didn't do what uh, <laughs> uh it's funny so i'm posted today like all gilbert arenas i guess the first game back from his uh suspension revolving uh involving a gun he did the whole pistols dance which is like oh that's a nice little <laughs> right in the right in the nose there but yeah over there on a ESPN, it got kind of heated for a minute because, you know, there was people were giving him the benefit of the doubt talking about receipts were, I guess, for people that are 
current foreign players weren't, someone said they weren't reaching out to him. I don't know how true that is or not. I remember after the first incident, it might have been the second incident too, I believe it was Jalen Rose. It was, oh, who was it? It was Jalen Rose and someone else was talking about like wanting to speak with him and stuff. And oh, who was, he did meet with a player. I forgot which one he did like that interview with him, right? Then like the week later, he had the, the second incident. I forget who it is, but either way, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you know, I don't know how seriously some of these athletes take the discipline from the NBA or from their respective leagues. Especially, like, yeah, when they sign these huge contracts with so much guaranteed money, you know, it's kind of, and he's, plus he's only 24. I mean, it's, uh, what do you expect really from a, you know, young 20s, super famous now, super rich now, just, the face of his franchise. I mean, there's only so much you can tell him real realistically, but it's uh, be interesting to see uh, what happens the rest of the year. You know, I plus he's got a couple more things off the court that he was involved in that are in some kind of legality about it. But we'll see. But I mean, either way, it's when uh, when he got suspended, you know, and there was I don't remember anyone really being negative about it. They were they were all hoping for the best for him because, you know, when he is a, realistically a generational talent, he's that exciting. You know, he's everyone's, you know, he's everyone's saying it's, he's their favorite player to watch. And he's so exciting to watch because he's so athletic, just so dynamic. It's, it's incredible. So, I mean, yeah, it was, everyone was very upset last year because they were going to be missing out on so much of him. And they're hoping he's not going to damage his own career by his actions because you know because like i said he's so good for the game of basketball you know so you know hopefully moving forward you know no more incidents and you can continue to keep rising as the new young star in the nba all right i'll be right back Let's get into it, and we're talking Steph Curry. Last night, Warriors, without Draymond, beat the Boston Celtics, and Curry had another just crazy night. uh, I believe about 40 points or so, just amazing with the clutch three-pointer near the end to put him him up or put him out of reach. It's great. After the game, you know, this is what uh, really the news – or the, the highlighted point people are talking about is Shaq after the game on, you know, the show on TNT, he's talking to the guys and he's brought up the point of, is it a, is it time where we start discussing the possibility of, you know, Steph Curry as the GOAT, greatest of all time? You know, Shaq made it clear, you know, he wasn't saying Steph, you know, is, but he's talking about, is it time to have that conversation? Like, is it, should he be, a conversation piece in it and then you know, across the board pretty much everyone kind of had the same answer which is like a real nice way of saying no it seems like you know it's the you know, it's the deck of course of course we should talk about him in the conversation we can have that conversation that's fine he's got the longevity he's got all the championships that he has for 
first unanimous MVP in the NBA. He's got a finals MVP. You know, he's got all the accolades you would, you know, check the check the box for, you know, someone you're kind of wedged into that conversation. But then they go, but no, he's not. You know, it's still majority of people are saying Le- LeBron or Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the favorite, obviously. But, I mean, it's not like, – I, I agree with all that. Like, I mean, it's not a bad conversation to have. He's obviously the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, he can spot up shoot off the dribble, can run you off a pick and then, you know, step back and just all the range in the world. And, you know, like when you think about it too, like, I mean, realistically, he probably has had the biggest impact on the game as far as like, you know, in between the lines on the court. Because, I mean, I'm sure many people listening right now, they think about their days and playing you know, basketball, whatever level they played at, you know, it was a cardinal sin to pull up for a three-pointer on a fast break. I mean, that's the quickest way to get pulled out of a game was to be was to have a fast break and pull up a three-pointer. It's like, no, you better drive it in there and somehow throw up the two-pointer. You know, whether you miss it or not, you're, you, you're not taking a wide-open three-pointer on transition. But now that's the – that's a norm. That's – teams build around some teams look at i mean if you're a point guard who can't shoot you know you know mid 30s high 30 percent you're struggling like the big man if you can't shoot the three as a big man anymore or now like you're kind of irrelevant like you've been kind of pushed aside that's not the case for everyone but it definitely it seems like all the all the big men these days can shoot the three-pointer at least at least threatened with it at least. So yeah, we talk about impact on the actual game and how it's played. I mean, that's, you have to kind of give them the edge over everyone else to a degree. And that's fine. You know, obviously it's their, one of their main knocks against him was, he's not really a two way player. He's a defensive liability in some cases, you know, he's only 6'2", so he's obviously shorter than these guys we put in the GOAT conversation with LeBron being 6'9", Jordan 6'6", Kareem, as tall as he was, you know, Bill Russell. Those are the main guys they bring up, and of course they add Kobe in there. So, I mean, it's he's got, you know, the weaknesses, and in, in my opinion, you know, it's on those nights where he's having, you know, these incredible shooting nights, yeah, that's incredibly hard to deal with because he can shoot so far out. You have to cover him so far out and you can get beat by him because he's so quick. But as we've seen, you know, in the finals as well, like he kind of shrinks a bit because he hasn't really had those signature final games or performances even on, on when he loses. Like, I mean, like how LeBron has, like we talk, they talk about that and, you know, yes, he's four and six in the finals, but you know, there's the one where he lost, to the first year Kevin Durant and the Warriors. I think he led in every category, like points, rebounds, assists. Like out of everyone in the finals, he was first on all the, the stats. It's like he's obviously the best player in that series. Steph Curry doesn't have that. He had, a, you know, for the most part, a weak finals appearances, except for the last one that he won. But, I mean, he's won, you know, with KD, without KD. So that argument, you know, cancels out. 
you know, it's he's a definitely you could probably put him in the top ten conversation. I think that's probably a an easier one to pass the smell test for everyone. But as a goat, though, I, that's that's tough to do. That's tough just because. I mean, myself, I'm a I'll, I believe in LeBron James as the goat. That's my. I mean, I'm a I'm a witness, if you will. So for me, that's mine. And I'll, I'll defend that at a later time. But as for now, you know, Steph Curry as the GOAT, not for me. You know, if he's your GOAT, sure. But, you know, along with everyone else, I agree that he's incredible in so many aspects of the game. And he has such a definitely a way of shaping the, the current NBA and how we're moving forward. Players coming out of high school, coming out of college, he's, he's had such an impact on it that really surpasses what Jordan or LeBron do. Because you know, not everyone can be a six nine, two hundred fifty pound tank who can just jump over everyone. You know, that's that's you can't really emulate that unless you are born that way. But Steph Curry, like they people were saying today talked about how, hey, you know, he's 6'2", and he is just, you know, little, just a absolute cardio machine. And like, it's crazy when they show, like, the, they'll show on a play, like, the distance he travels, and, like, they'll show his path, and it's like, holy crap, dude, if you're guarding that guy, that's a tough, that's a tough night every night. You better be, you know, in the gym working on your cardio if you're trying to guard him consistently. Cause he's running all over the court. He's getting open, you know, and if you're there with him for 10 seconds, but then you slip for a second, that's when he's hitting that 30 footer on you. And you know, it's, that's gotta be demoralizing. You're playing such good defense, but then he just gets a little bit of daylight and hits a long range three. But I mean, it's, you can, you can definitely put him in the conversation. I know people talk about just because of the, the impact he's had in the game with his three-pointer. They talk about, you know, the Mount Rushmore, how, you know, he's they some people would put him up there. And, you know, it's that's a – we'll see in a few years going on because everyone's talking about the decline of the Warrior dynasty. So I guess we'll see where he's at in two to three years and see what his GOAT resume looks like then. You know, I still got LeBron. So – It'll be interesting to see, but it's definitely, you know, high praise from a player like Shaq, who, you know, you can easily say one of the most dominant big men of all time, if not the most dominant. I mean, that's, you know, getting that kind of rub from him means a lot in this in the NBA world for sure. So, you know, kudos to Steph Curry for the longevity and just constantly being elite. Maybe he'll get a trophy named after him when it's all said and done. Maybe the, I mean, obviously, I think the three-point competition and it's not named already will be after him. All right. uh, Thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Thanks for listening to Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.